0: I will re-engage the Ashley Fine Flores text line. We did a full rack of calls in the last half hour. I'll get to some of those texts starting at 145. A lot of you have some interesting perspectives on the order situation on goal and in defense. Uh, we will tell you that uh, Royal Pizza, pizza pasta, and so much more, Edmonton owned and operated for 50 plus years. For a menu and a list, there are 15 Edmonton and area locations, four Royal Pizzas in Calgary, one in Red Deer. You can visit RoyalPizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the app Store The stoffer recommendation, the Mediterranean Chicken, Brendan Escott, is a big fan of the Texan. As we welcome back to the show, and he is back in the Edmonton Oilers organization, uh, he is the new business director, alternate governor for the Edmonton Oil Kings, and he is also our Oilers now headliner for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. We welcome back to the show, Kevin Radomsky. Hello, Kevin. How are you doing? Mr. Bob Soffer,
1: great to hear your voice, Bob. How are
0: you? Good, I'm doing good. So, you worked for the Oilers for a number of years in a couple different roles in, for the OEG uh, house, and, and you left. Where did you go?
1: So, I, I worked for OEG for 11 and a half seasons, and then the opportunity to join Hockey Canada for the very first World Juniors, the one that was in the bubble. Okay. I lived. I lived in the JW Marriott for forty-five days. So if you want, if you ever lost to the JW Marriott, come find me. I can help you get around. Yeah. And we did the uh, the World Juniors, the uh, the one that unfortunately didn't have the result we were looking for with Team USA winning gold. And I was able to do that for eighteen months on a contract basis, uh, which was just phenomenal. I kept my same office at uh, Orther's headquarters. I just changed my lanyard from uh, the Oilers Entertainment Group to Hockey Canada and had a blast doing that. Uh,
0: unfortunately, Spencer Knight decided that he uh, and Canada didn't play very well in the gold medal game. Uh, I was at that game, uh, and there were no fans. That played a factor. Canada, of course, winning last year in Edmonton as well. I really, I, I, I got to tell you, I, I felt bad for people like Terry O'Flynn uh, you know, and some of the tournament organizers for you know what What transpired over the last couple of years with the World Juniors because of the pandemic and then obviously it's got to be stated and look you were in a support role for and we're only in Hockey Canada for about 18 months but the you know significant questions and challenges around that and just sort of took away the luster of the entire event you're back in uh, and, and in a new role with the uh, Edmonton Oil Kings Kevin uh, as business director and alternate governor explain to the listeners what that is
1: yeah, so I gotta tell you, I, I had the privilege of being in this same role from 2014 to 2018. I had the time of my life. And for those who are listening to your show that haven't been to the Oil Kings game or enjoyed junior hockey, first off, I don't know what you're waiting for. Junior hockey is the best hockey going. It's you know a whole bunch of uh, young men, age 16 to 20. They're all they're all trying to take that next step, and watching them play and seeing it all come together the games are so entertaining they're affordable and the opportunity for me to rejoin the edmonton oil kings was simply something i couldn't say no to uh, because i had such a great time for the four years uh when we were there before
0: now as it turned out uh the oil kings similar to the world juniors at edmonton you know, they had a pretty good team in 1920. We didn't have a conclusion until that season. They had an awesome team in 2021, probably their best, in large part drafted by Randy Hanch, who at, at that mm-hmm. stage had moved on uh, from the Oil Kings to Buffalo to, uh, to the Arizona Coyotes. Last year, totally loaded up. And uh, went all in to win the WHL championship. They did. The problem was Dylan Gunther and Jake Neighbors, uh, Justin sort were all hurt. Uh, Neighbors and Sorta were able to play through the the injuries at the Memorial Cup, but uh, Dylan, who's currently with the Arizona Coyotes in the NHL, uh, he cannot play for a lower body injury. And and so Caden Gouli is with the Montreal Canadiens tomorrow. I think he was the healthiest of their star-end players, <laughs> and they just ran out of juice. Like their best two players for me at the world at the. Uh, uh, Memorial Cup last year might have been Cole Miller, who is on this year's Edmonton Oil Kings team, and uh, Jackson Weeb, who just got traded this week. A 20-year-old, I think that spoke volumes to the challenges they had. So you mentioned that you're back with the Oil Kings, and this is a big weekend, Kevin, for Edmonton because you talk about seeing a player play. Connor, <laughs> Connor Bedard is the best player out of the Western Hockey League since who? Do you think? How far back? Well, to-
1: I should ask it's, Mooner that too. Yeah, absolutely. You got a guy like Cam Moon, that that you know, Mooner's got all those deep stats and all those yeah. great memories. And that's, that's like Bob. Like that's one thing that's so great about junior hockey is you're able to see a player like Cam Bedard. You're able to see him at this level and and really appreciate it. And it, it's so interesting too because like when we see these players and you know, even players like Stuart Skinner right? So you got your Oilers goalie. We watched him firsthand when he was in Lethbridge. Yep. He always had the Oil Kings numbers. The Lethbridge Hurricanes, when he was there, he was there from like 2014 uh, through to about 2018. Oh. Yeah. And he, every time he rolled through town, you watched him put up a great game against us. They had a really good team at that time. And then you start seeing Stuart Skinner now in the Edmonton Oilers net. And you're like, I saw that as just a young man. And you have the same opportunity for a guy like Connor Bedard, who's going to be here this Sunday. Yeah, I,
0: I, I got to tell you, I I, I can't think. like Ryan Nugent Hopkins was a forward that was mm-hmm. drafted number one out of the WHL back in 2011, and with all due respect to RNH, he's not. He, you know, yeah. like Connor Bedard's on Connor DeBas- next level. Yeah, I, I'm. You know, and when I watch Bedard play, uh, you old schoolers out there listening right now, Marcel Dion. Okay, <laughs> a five, a stocky, five foot eight. 5 foot 9 right shot skilled guy can really shoot the puck he's a playmaker and he doesn't take any crap out on the ice like he is a highly competitive player and he's on a ridiculous and and wherever he's going right now he's drawing huge and we're going to have a big crowd on Sunday are we not at the game Absolutely. You know, the thing at
1: Rogers Place, lower bowl, 9300 right? For junior hockey, that's a lot of people. And you're already seeing that we're trending toward a a full lower bowl for Sunday night's game. And it's going to be fantastic. You know, the game's at 4 o'clock, doors open at 3, and tickets start at $20. There's no excuse. And the weather looks great for Sunday, too. So you can't even say it's too cold to go out. It's warming up. It's going to be fantastic. All right. So
0: how do people access the tickets, Kevin?
1: Yeah, so basically the best way to go is oilkings.ca. You can get your tickets. And, of course, I'd be remiss without really hyping up the biggest game of the year. It's going to happen next Saturday, December 10th, against the Red Deer Rebels. So the Sutter crew and the the, the team that we took Cam Moon from, uh, Red Deer Rebels are going to be here for the Teddy Bear Toss that's presented by The Brick. That's next Saturday, this Sunday, Regina Pats, Connor Bedard, 4 o'clock. Everything you need to know, head to oilkings.ca. Great family entertainment, $20 a seat, Rogers Place.
0: Well done, Kevin. Thank you for your time. Love hearing from you again, Bob. Keep up the great work. All right, that's Kevin Radomski joining us, and he is back on board, business director, alternate governor for the Edmonton Oil Kings. He's our Oilers now headliner today for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, uh, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Brendan, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Connor Bedard is the best player out of major ho- major junior hockey
2: out of the WHL since who? My goodness, out of the Western Hockey League, yeah. I would suggest probably since before anybody that I was able to see play. To be honest with you, like,
0: I'm going to throw that out to the texters right now that that you know, and there's there's lots of guys and, and gals listening to this show right now that know hockey. So I want you to think back. This, I mean, Bedard. This is a, like there was some debate with Nugent Hopkins in the 2011 draft, right? Like Huberto, pretty good forward, right? He ended up going third. Adam Larson, he he went fourth in 2011. So, you know, uh, Gabriel Landeskog went second to Nugent Hopkins. You know, there's been some good forwards out of the Western League over the last, Trevor Linden was a good forward out of the Medicine Hat Tigers. So was Mike Medano back in 1988. That might be your answer. Are we going all the way back? I mean, Jerome McGinley had an unbelievable career, but he was not a consensus number one pick in the year of the draft. In fact, Steve uh, Steve Kelly and Shane Doan both went higher than him in that draft year. So th- this guy's special. Like, this guy is elite, high-end it's funny because I know he's referenced Matt Barzell. He's a way better prospect than Matt Barzell. Matt Barzell's a pretty good player. Jerome McGinley's turned out to... There's a guy in the Montreal Canadiens that I would not bet against in the next three or four years becoming a a, a really good first-line player, and that's Kirby Dock. And so, you know, the guys in Chicago didn't believe it. It was a terrible trade. They made a bad trade. Now, they never thought of playing him on right wing, and he's playing on a line... Does it does can Kirby if Kirby realizes his potential at six foot four? Is he a guy like Shifley, you know, a player like that that eventually moves into the middle? Let's not forget, Shifley went back to juniors two years past his draft. Doc was in the NHL and in 1920, playing against the orders in the bubble, going head to head against McDavid and Drysettle. Doc was on one line, Taze was on the other, and the Canadians have played him on right wing, and he's just under a point per game. So, but I. There has not been for me Bedard, and you old schoolers would remember Marcel Dion. Marcel Dion was an elite offensive player in the NHL for a long time. You know he's a scoring. Ch- I mean, I'll be intrigued to see where he goes, I, and I'll see what sort of responses. We'll get to a bunch of your texts when we return. Uh, <laughs> wow, wow. Trent says Darcy Tucker, but Darcy was not a. You know, like Rob Brown had 212 points, but Rob Brown was not a consent. That was after his draft year, but he was
2: not a consensus number one pick the way Bedard is. But remember, Brownie was also the only other person to have the exceptional status designation into the Western League, right? So, and then yeah. eventually, became well, but, that, but back that then it was a, like like Gervais and Goodall,
0: uh, Glenn Goodall and Victor Gervais. They played in Seattle at 14. It's crazy when you think about it. 14. All right, uh, we'll get to your text when we return in orders now. It's 147 in Edmonton. It's funny, uh, I said, all right, who's been the best player in the WHL over the last 25 years? We'll get to that in a second. And uh, Phil sends in Brian Prop. His last two years in junior, 70 goals, 182 points, 94 goals, 194 points with the Brandon Wheat Kings. Now, they had a line prop, Allerson and Derlega, which was unbelievable. Much higher scoring time in the late 1970s, and he did that as a 19-20-year-old because uh, the uh, draft was a little bit different back then. Uh, we, we missed a pretty obvious guy. Not necessarily on purpose, or maybe we did, because there's a pretty obvious choice right in front of our noses. Joel from Lethbridge says, Best player of the WHL last 20 to 25 years? How about Leon Dreisaitl from the Prince Albert Raiders, the third overall pick in the 2014 NHL draft? Well, there's only two guys in the league that have scored 50 goals twice in what, the last... Has Matthews had two 50-goal seasons now? Or was last year the first one where he got 60? I think he's only had the one. Uh, So multiple people have said Leon Dreisaitl. Bob Doug Wickenheiser was an incredible player in junior. Just got drafted by the wrong team. Uh, Connor Bedard is the best player to the WHL since Carey Price, who went fifth in the 05 draft. Pretty good player. Uh, Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Somebody mentioned uh, Wendell Clark, who was a huge impact player coming in. When he came to the Maple Leafs, uh, and remember, Craig Simpson didn't want to go to Toronto in that 85 draft year. He was a big deal. I love it. You know what? It's almost impossible not to like Wendell Clark. He threw from downtown. It was an old... And you'd better be ready to go when you fought Wendell Clark because he would hit you hard and often early in fights. And he was a multiple-time 30-goal scorer. I think Bedard will be better in his first NHL season than Dreisaitl. He's going to be able to score. He's going to be able to put up points. There's no question about it. And he'll be way better than Alexis Lafreniere, who we'd heard was... I mean, there is a guy that hasn't had... Big impact yet in the NHL. A lot of you have chimed in on Jack Campbell. Uh, Pete in Victoria says, Campbell's biggest issues other than the D in front of him are between his ears for one of the upcoming games. Don't name home home games. Don't name a starter until 10 minutes before warm-up and don't give his brains uh, time to process it. Well, they're still going to know. Uh, still going to know. Um Ryan and Stoney says, Bob, goaltending has not been as good as expected overall, but it remains clear that the team defense still is the main concern. Our home plate area in front of the net is often too open and uncontested. Good teams battle in front of the net. Okay? Again, you can text us at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. 0063. Bob, do the Oilers have sports psychologists? Yes, they do. Virtually every team does today in the NHL. Again, you can text us 780 Bob, come on, how'd you miss? Dry Sidle. Bob, how come we never talk about Dustin Schwartz with goaltenders over the past six years? We talked about this two weeks ago. We said he's gone from, came up with, uh, well, replaced Freddie Shabbat when Dallas Aikens was coaching the team, was on the staff through Todd Nelson, Todd McClellan, um, Dave Tippett, now Jay Woodcroft, and Kent Hitchcock as well. And I will tell you, both McClellan and Woodcroft have been big fans of Dustin during his time. But it is duly noted. We're going to go to the standard uh, Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel. Give the gift of travel and join Oilers now in Vegas this January to see the Oilers play the Golden Knights. You can reach out for more information at newwesttravel.com. And we're going to go back to the state in 1966. And this guy was a tough SOB
2: former Oilers captain, Kelly Buckberger, born in Langenberg, Saskatchewan. He was drafted by the Oilers in the ninth round of the 1985 draft and played 12 years with the franchise. Talk about a steal in the draft, by the way, leaving as the last standing member when the Atlanta Thrashers took him in the expansion draft. Uh, after winning Stanley Cups in 1987 and 1990, Buckberger was eventually named the ninth captain in team history, wore the C for four seasons.
0: Reed, there was a time in which the Prince Albert Raiders were the meanest, nastiest team in junior hockey, and they used to steal the other team's nets in the pregame warm-up, and nobody would stand up to them. The Moose Jaw Warriors had Kelly Buckberger and Mike Keane and they did. And Mike Keane, pound for pound, was as good a fighter as there was back throughout the 1990s. Reed Wilkins, uh, Brendan, has. Uh, did I say Reed? I meant Brendan. I Brennan. was going to say, did you call me Reed? Yeah, a second ago? my brain was working ahead, which rarely <laughs> happens. We have Reed Wilkins with Inside Sports
2: Night. What's he got, Shane? Yeah, you'll hear uh, host of the Jeff Merrick Show and 32 Thoughts Podcast, Jeff Merrick, uh, Brian Wild from Global Montreal, teeing up tomorrow's game, and uh, Edmonton Elks defensive back, Aaron Grimes.
0: All right, uh, up next, a global news weather. Well, we will tell you. Uh, everybody have a great weekend. We're looking forward to a triple header of hockey action this weekend. Golden Bears tonight at Grant McEwen. Uh, Oilers and the Habs tomorrow. We'll have a pregame show for you at three thirty. Puck drop at five, and then on Sunday the Oil Kings. Connor Bedard, Regina Pats. Uh, we got a game Monday against Washington. Al May will join us on Monday's show along. Uh, with uh, John Shannon up next, the Global News Weather Traffic Update with Eileen Bell, uh, Angela Colcot today from two to three, then six thirty chat afternoons with Jaylen Nye from three to six. Special thanks to all of you who participated in our interactive phone-in and text line segments on today's show. So long, everybody. Have a great weekend.